Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Dominic Castro, and you are turning in to the What's in Your Case podcast. Our guest today is the adoptive father of two adorable cats. And like every cat parent knows, we must post pictures of our cats online to show their adorable moments to our friends and family. But in our guest's case, these pictures turn their cats into influencers. Or is the correct term catfluencers? Yeah, yes. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. Sorry. Please welcome my guest and my friend, Dr. Justin Martin. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for having me. Sorry about that. I didn't know if you were asking me a question, but yes, on their Instagram, I think I put a catfluencer on there. And I'm still getting used to the doctor title. It's a little, it's new, it's fresh, but happy to be here. Thanks for having me. I am always down to talk about them. They're lovely. So it looks like your first post about Atlas was August 8th, 2018. But the first post on the Instagram page, Atlas and Trico, was the day after on August 9th, 2018. What made you decide to create a separate Instagram for your new kitten? My desire to do the whole Instagram with them has kind of just been for fun. I never went into it wanting to monetize anything or sell anything or make any money. It was kind of like, oh, this is a really cute thing to do for just a hobby, right? Just have cute pictures of them up that my friends and family can see. I think there was a part of me that was like, oh man, maybe there was a little bub out there, Merlin and just these other cats that made uh, standing online. And I think there was a little part of me that was like, oh, I wonder if I could do that, if I could, you know, make it big with them. So, but mostly just for fun. That looks like two months later, from the initial post, you had your first post that it was about 423 likes. Do you remember your initial thought when that happened? Oh, man. I'd, first of all, I'm just, I'm so flattered that you've done all this homework on this, on this stuff. That's got to be a lot of scrolling. I know they have like, it's, gosh, I've, I posted like once a day for a long time. At first, I think I was pretty shocked that so many people would be interested in looking at my cats and what they're up to on their day-to-day. So it was kind of cool to get that reception. I don't think it was until their video was featured later that year or earlier the next year that I was like, oh, it could be something. But I do remember thinking like, oh, this is awesome. Like, this is really cool that they're getting some small notoriety. So it wasn't until the Christmas post that you start thinking about it? Because it looks like the Christmas post was when you started to break over a thousand likes. December 23rd, 2018 is when it really started the uh, upward rise, if you will. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, when Instagram was a big thing for people within social media. I mean, it's still kind of a big thing for people. But then I think it was like the core hub for animal features and animal posts and, and pictures and videos and things like that. And I think at the time... That Christmas photo, I think, was the first time that the official cats of Instagram page featured their stuff, so featured their picture. It was on their story, so it wasn't like a full post feature. But I do remember getting like quite a bit of traffic on that. And I don't know, like made my whole day. I was like, oh my god, this is crazy. I was getting like people messaging me, tons of likes and follows. It was like, oh, I completely understand why people get the bug but i loved that picture i really that was such a cute shot of her in my little apartment with my christmas tree in the background i know with her on the couch i know exactly what you're talking about 
So, um, <laughs> yeah, at that point, I, I really had to still remember, like, doing this for fun. I really do want to see if I can, I think, grasp a larger audience with this. Like, see if I can start doing more creative things with her and, and all that. But it was very much, like, shock and excitement at the same time. So the Cats of Instagram page played a big part in that kind of growth. Yeah, yeah. To a large extent, I think. Just from their large following. They're one of the the biggest animal accounts on Instagram. Obviously, there's a ton of other pages that are dedicated to featuring animal posts and animals in general. Cats of Instagram, that's the gold standard, I think, for people if they want to get their if they want to get their animals featured. So after that post going into the new year, what were some of the things that you were really looking for when you were deciding which pictures that you were going to start sharing of Atlas? That's a good question. I think that was when I really started to work on, you know, because I don't have like a professional camera. I've always shot them just on my iPhone. I think that next year I got a new iPhone. And I think it was a big part because I wanted a better camera. I think the way that I had chosen pictures after that was like, Part of it was kind of aesthetic based on how good the picture was, like how close to her face it was, how crisp things were. I became somewhat of like a perfectionist with all of that. But I tried to focus a lot on being smart about what I was doing, like not posting too many of the same straight on headshot thing. I tried to get her being active doing different things. And all like I had noticed, I think, straight away that Cats of Instagram, for example, was kind of featuring a lot more videos. So like cats doing cute stuff, doing jumps or like falling off tables randomly, like stuff like that was getting pretty big. I could take really good shots of her, but also like intermittently include videos of her doing things in the apartment that I thought were funny or adorable. Going into the next year, I, tr- I was trying to, to build her social media account. I, and I did quite a little bit of research, background research, like with other cat accounts, like how they became successful and what the cat feature Instagram accounts were doing and what they were featuring and things like that. So, you know, it wasn't all, I think, happenstance. I did put a lot of background into <laughs> trying to figure out how best I can get her out there. And it seems like it paid off because July 29th, 2019 was when you started to receive some fan art. This one specifically from Rose at Art Syrer, A-R-T-S-Y-R-A-R. How did you feel knowing that people were starting to create fan art for your cats? I love her. Yeah. So Rose actually became like a pretty good friend of mine after that. Her and I talk sometimes. She's an incredible person. She has, she's got a few cats of her own, actually. She does like Twitch streaming now. And I go watch her. She streams her playing video games sometimes. She's really cool, but she's also very gifted with her artwork. I think I was really flattered. You could be doing anything, but you've chosen to spend your precious time making artwork of my little fur baby i found it to be just extremely flattering a lot of cool artwork has i think spawned from that moment i created like a highlights reel with artwork and stuff i'm not sure if that kind of catapulted it a little bit but other people started making artwork of them too which i found to be awesome uh rose is one of my favorites that's been done there's also a really good one by which is a cool name for an account but it's Wizbang meow <laughs> and just just before <laughs> actually getting on this podcast with you, I was looking at Atlas and Trico's account a little bit, just looking at the notifications, and she had put up a reel about her favorite artwork that she's done. 
as she was working on her artwork, like unexpected results. I think she did something where she planned to do something and then it turned into something else. She does like digital artwork. And so she crafted this piece of Atlas, like laying on her back, but she's underwater. And she had this like Redbubble account. I bought cool artwork from her of Atlas that I now have little pieces in the house and stuff. Again, it's kind of a, another thing where I'm just having a great time with this. And I'm not making any money. If anything, I'm spending money on, on other people's artwork of her. To answer your question, is just, I think, deeply humbling and very, very flattering to have people care that much and, and love her that much to want to draw her or paint her. So That kind of answered another question that I had, If that if you displayed any of the art in your house, you said you bought the one of Atlas Underwater from Redbubble from that artist. Were there any other uh, pieces that you had around the house? Yeah, there is a picture of Trico from a friend of mine, my other cat, who I'm I'm sure you'll you'll ask about later, but um, because Atlas was part of the, she was like the head honcho for a long time because I had her for a few years. There is another drawing that a friend of mine did of Trico that I have yet to frame, but it's in the house. He did like a watercolor of Trico in like knight's armor. I think called him, the name of the piece was like, I'm going to butcher it, Little Shitlord or something. Because Trico is just, sorry, I don't know if I if it's cool that I curse on here, but it was, I think that was the, the name of it. Because Trico likes to get into stuff and be naughty and all that around the house so but that's another piece that i have i would love to print out like rose's work that she made me and frame it just have that kind of stuff all around the house so with the whiz bing meow stuff i spent quite a bit of money so i got maybe i should have like another savings account just so that i can spend money on my own animals fan There was also another piece of fan art. It's a portrait featuring lots of other famous social media cats all standing together. And Atlas was featured in that. How exciting was it for you to see Atlas involved in such a big project like that? That was really cool. I don't think I was expecting it. I did see the beginning stages of Rebecca's work. And I was really hopeful because I I had followed her stuff. And I, I think she had known that I was around maybe from the Cats of Instagram stuff. I was really hopeful that that Atlas would get on there. So I was very happy to see that. And it was cool to be like one of the first ones. I mean, I like on the second to the bottom, I can't remember, but to be thought of, I think that early on the project was kind of cool too. Her stuff is really cool. And she, uh, if I remember correctly, she was featured in an exhibit somewhere. So like Atlas was, had her face on this cool compilation of all these cat heads, like at an exhibit somewhere. And that like, that's kind of cool too. I think. <laughs> and she also, um, I think did another one. That wasn't the only one she did. I think she ran out of space and then she decided to do another one. So there's all kinds of cats that are on there, all kinds of cool Instagram cats. So you'd mentioned him earlier, but August 3rd, 2019 was your first post with Chico. What made you decide to adopt another cat? Honestly, it was with Atlas kind of being a solo cat for a while having a full-time job and I was single at the time. She was at the house kind of by herself all day that I think in my mind she needed a companion. I mean, I'm sure she was fine, but I was like, it would be cute to have like a brother, sister, maybe hopefully a bonded pair duo. I think in my mind, I always wanted a second, a second animal and just getting another cat made sense to me, especially a kitten. 
because I, I think bringing a, a full cat over, I don't know, would have made sense Like as far as them getting acquainted to one another. But she really took to Trico, and so um, she had she'd actually had kittens. You know, she was like a stray cat before they found her. So I think her motherly instincts kicked in, and they just get along swimmingly. So yeah, just because I, I wanted like this bigger fur family and and I think I wanted her to have some not be so bored while I was gone. You know, I didn't want her to be home alone by herself all day every day during my typical nine to five. So Trico is like the perfect addition for sure. Do you have any recommendations for people that are looking to adopt or any kind of tips and tricks that you picked up from adopting? Sure. Yeah. I don't know that I would be a type A cat parent, but Atlas, for example, you know, she likes to eat plastic, which is weird. I think she <laughs> thinks it's like a sweet dessert treat or something. So I have to like, for example, like I have to keep plastic away from the house. So it's like if the cat, you know, is going to get into stuff, which they all do. Like, do you have small children that, you know, can be taught to like, be careful about what they're doing? Do you have other pets in the house? Are they historically good with other animals? And with all adoption with any animal, it's a commitment, right? Like, cats are cute and stuff, but to pick up after them every day, cat food can be, depending on what you want, like you got to spend money. So I think you have to be ready. You know, you have to be ready to for that journey. I think otherwise, like, thing for me, like, I love looking at what types of breeds of cats would work great for me. I think doing the, the research is beneficial if you are looking to adopt, right? Like, Trico, for example, is, I think, a more rare breed cat, but he's, he was still in adoption through this adoption agency in, in Sacramento. His breed is a lot more sociable. And I think I wanted a cat that was more like that, like friendly, sociable, not so aloof. Just things like that, I think, are worth thinking about if you want an animal. It takes responsibility, cleanliness, you know, thinking about the other people in your house, the other animals in your house, and then what kind of personality, what type of disposition are you looking for? It's clear you made the right choice, and you're very attached to those two. So much so that in November 28, 2019... Somebody gifted you a pair of socks with their faces on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is it the uh, the blue socks with the with Atlas's yes. face? Yeah, that was my mom. <laughs> my mom got those for me for Christmas. I think that was from Pup Socks. It was a really cool gift. For a long time, I was posting about them every day and things like that. And now that I'm done with school and everything, I hope to kind of get back more into being just a daily active user on Instagram through their account. When I was like posting pretty much every day, my family knew that I was like, that that was my thing, right? That that wasn't my entire personal personality, but they knew that I loved doing it and it was a great hobby. And so I think that year for Christmas, I got like a ton of cat stuff. It was just like cat this, cat that, <laughs> which is great. I mean, I love them to death. Yeah, that was a really great gift. Thanks, mom. <laughs> Thanks for the great cat socks. I still have them. And last year, SAC SPCA reached out to you to include Atlas on prints of uh, beer cans as part of a fundraiser alongside other pet influencers. Could you tell me a little bit more about what that was and how you got involved in that? Yeah, yeah, sure. So Bike Dog Brewery, which is, is here in Sacramento, they have a few locations, partnered up with the Sacramento SPCA 
to put on a benefit fundraiser for the SPCA. And so they had this clever idea to feature local catfluencers in the Sacramento area to be on their limited edition forever home IPA. It was this really cute idea and SAC SPCA reached out to me. I, I was one of two cats and six dogs. So the dogs were kind of the, the highlight of the show. I mean, of course, SAC SPA, SPCA loves all animals, but bike dog brewery, like, come on, you know? So, uh, yeah, so they were, or Atlas was featured on a beer can and they had a really great benefit showing that day. So people came out. It was, I think it was the tail end of COVID, but people were still pretty protected, but it was outside. A lot of people showed up in support. They brought their animals. There was some food vendor trucks there. And you could just, you could order the Forever Home IPA on tap. You could like buy it, take it home. I think it was a case of four for like 20 bucks or something like that. So I had a great couple of friends from school that came by in support for me during that time in my life that I, I wasn't so active on their stuff as, as I would like to be, that people were still taking an interest in them, you know, and taking an interest in their story and their account, things like that. And this great opportunity with you to talk about them through your podcast, like uh, really, I think puts a fire to keep it going, keep their story going. Their followers are really invested. They're really great people. And I would love showcasing their life. And to be able to benefit the SAC SPCA was to give back to the to the place that gave me Atlas was, I mean, you can't do any better than that. And then what other opportunities have come up from Atlas and Trico's success? I've always wanted to keep it purely like non-monetized. I think like I had mentioned that previously. So I don't know, to save me the headache of setting things up and all that. But I always wanted to, I think, do things just for fun. And so I haven't taken as many opportunities with their account as people would expect. There was one thing, <laughs> excuse me, last year. I don't remember. It was some promotional thing where it was like promoting something of theirs, which I hardly do because I didn't really have much time for that. And it was something in like Costa Rica or something like that. I think it was their pet daycare or something, or it might have been like a cat sanctuary, something like that, something along those lines. And wanted like a promotional thing from Atlas and Trico for a few weeks or something like that. And in turn, you know, they were saying like, oh, we don't have, you know, we can't really give you any money or anything like that. But we can fly you out to Costa Rica to stay in our like amazing, which it was really pretty, like a, this amazing five star hotel that they also owned or something that had like all kinds of cool amenities and things like that. That was something I didn't end up doing. But I did partner with Base Paws. They're a wonderful organization that it's kind of like uh, 23andMe or Ancestry.com for pets. So you can like get your cat or dog's DNA through a blob, like get their saliva and put it into a kit, like a base pause kit, send it out like email it postage paid for whatever. And then in a, in like a month or whatever, they'll get back to you with, Oh, here's your cat's like, dna like here's the, here's what all the percentages of their breed and like where those breeds come from and all this cool stuff base pause i had been interested in previously like i was going to spend money on on that product and so for them to reach out to me and be like hey here's a free product can you promote it 
it was something I was already interested in doing. So I took that opportunity and did it. And Base Paws actually now has a, a dental one that sh- or like a health one that you can send in for your pets that shows like, do they have any predisposition for some sort of illness or genetic sickness or things like that. So they do really cool stuff. I was flooded. I'm talking like every other day with some sort of promotional thing from some cat toys or a cat bed or something like they, they weren't going to pay me any money, which I, I wasn't really interested in anyway. But like the, the whole thing was we'll send you a cat bed or cat food or a cat treats or whatever. If you, you know, would just put like X amount of story features or whatever. So that's kind of, I think like if anyone were to do if anyone were to have a successful animal Instagram account, at least a few years ago, that was what they could expect. I think other brands like wanting to collaborate so that both parties win kind of thing. And you, you know, put it on your page and then you get a free cat bed kind of thing. So that was, I think, 95% of what I was getting. And some of the other things were things like this, where we would just chat about cool, awesome things like your podcast, where we talk about their life or things like that. Like I've, I've done something like that with Geo Beats Animals. That, that thing blew up. That's on YouTube. It's like, it like blew up. It's got 6 million views or something crazy. But that's like the other 5% is like the base pause thing, the hotel in Costa Rica thing, the bike dog thing, and just like other cool like interview opportunities. So thank you for being a guest here on the What's In Your Case podcast. Tell the listeners where they can see content of Atlas and Trico. <laughs> uh yes at atlas and trico uh on pretty much all the social medias instagram is where you'll see their stuff pretty regularly yeah me and the me and the cats on there we can be your favorite cat fluencers yes i'm sorry i messed that up at the very beginning but yes it would be cat fluencer <laughs> it was uh wonderful to talk to you as always thanks for having us